one podcast where nothing is off the table. Before the touchdown, before the home run, before the ball goes through the basket, Steve Samra, Pablo Hernandez, Andrew Morgan, Dan Delusia. It's time for a brand new episode of the Before the Score podcast. Let's go. Before the Score. Welcome to Before the Score, episode number 47. It's our Super Bowl special, our second Super Bowl doing it on Before the Score, and the Chiefs have been in both of them. Pablo Hernandez, I know you're not a big football fan, but we're going to start with you on this big Super Bowl special. Let's let's do a little year review real quick. What did you think of this not traditional football season that we got this year? Well, uh, number one, I think the NFL was the most equipped and, you know, they obviously saw what the other sports were doing um, because of everything that has been going on in the world. They were finished with their season already. So the fact that, you know, the outbreak happened, um, you know, while we saw what the NBA did, NHL did, MLB did, they were able to take and they were able to use whatever the other sports did. And I think, you know, for the most part, the NFL, they did a great job. Um, they were able to have every game. And if they didn't, they were able to make it up. Uh, I know it was very weird this year. We had games basically on every day of the week, which I don't think has ever happened in football before. Um, you know, they had a lot of fans, um, which is something that, you know, we really didn't think we were going to be able to see for a while. And the fact that the NFL was the first to do it and to have it at a huge capacity, especially um, for this Sunday, the Super Bowl, there's going to be you know, the largest gathering since this whole pandemic started. So it's going to be, it's going to be a sight to see. Yeah, really the only sporting event that was really normal in 2020, I would say was the Super Bowl. It almost feels like 2020. It was the Super Bowl. That was great. Fantastic Super Bowl between the Chiefs and 49ers. And then everything since then, it just all went on a downward slope of oddness and just, I'm glad that this may signal the turning of the tides and the NFL being, it's crazy. They might get an award for how greatly they've handled the pandemic of all the leagues you would have thought to handle the pandemic in a really impressive way. You asked me, I would have thought the NBA, I would have probably given it to the NHL, the NFL. I wouldn't even thought, but their testing procedures, the way they've kept the players safe in a sport like football, where you're contacting people you're all over each other, literally on top, tackling each other and the way that they have been able to keep it all together throughout this long, tiring season has just been a sight to see and something that could be inspirational as America tries to open up as a whole. Yeah, you look at the beginning when all this, you know, we were looking at the UFC and NASCAR as the two models of how to successfully, you know, play your sport league in a pandemic and, you know, the NBA and NHL with their bubbles absolutely did an absolute incredible job. I mean, the NBA didn't have one positive test in that whole run, which was incredible. And then you look at the NFL and, you know, there was some, obviously, you know, you have 52 man rosters, first of all. So that's obviously with coaching staff and front office people and, and everyone, you know, in the building, that's a lot of people. So there's bound to be positive tests, especially when you're not in a bubble, but, they did it to the point where it was a successful season. Yeah. Like Pablo said, you had a game pretty much every day of the week, which was pretty cool to see. I mean, for fans like us to watch a Wednesday night game, it's like, Hey, I mean, I thought I'd never see this before, but here it is, you know? So the NFL did a great job. Obviously there were some outbreaks, but we knew that was going to happen and it's a successful season. You know, we have a Super Bowl. you know, I remember at least with my fantasy draft, I'm like, well, how much weight does this count? Because I don't even know if this is even going to matter. I mean, I might as commissioner be giving everyone their money back because 
there might be a canceled season. You know, we had, I really had, at least me, didn't have much faith in the NFL this whole year because, you know, going into the NFL season, there wasn't those protocols like out loud that they said that they were going to do with all the testing. We were kind of nervous. We didn't really know what was going to happen. And sure enough, Roger Goodell figured out a way to make sure the NFL keeps getting their money in. And here we go. Super Bowl 55. Yeah, the NFL is like the Snowpiercer train on that show on, I believe it's TNT that I've never watched. I don't know what it's about. I just know it's a train, but it's a train that never stops. Yeah. <laughs> so the NFL yeah. took some lessons from Snowpiercer. But let's go to a <laughs> <laughs> let's go to a funny COVID story that this might be one of my favorite stories of the whole year about the Kansas City Chiefs and the importance of a good haircut. Pablo, you know this more than anybody. I know that you like to get haircuts as often as possible. So let's go here because the Kansas City Chiefs were all scheduled. One barber, one barber was going to cut all of their hair. First guy is up on the barber chair. First appointment. Guess what? The Chiefs get a notification that barber tested positive for the coronavirus. Patrick Mahomes, like in that State Farm commercial, he's getting ready to get his hair cut. He's like next in line, mid-haircut. They go in, they pull out the barber, they say, get the hell out of here, like the Joker getting hit by the taxi cab. Pablo, mid-haircut, what are you doing? Are you finishing the haircut or are you, are you kicking the barber out right there? Um, I'm probably kicking out the barber because <laughs> – we, we all, we all know, we all know, you know, what could have happened. So I'm definitely kicking out the barber here. <laughs> I just got my hair cut today, man. <laughs> oh, you know, I, did you go to Jesus? I, yeah. I've grown my hair out for months. Uh, you know, I don't step foot into precision anymore uh, for reasons that I, I, I will mention off camera. Uh, <laughs> Hayes, um, you know, Jesus, he cut my hair a few times, but he hasn't really cut my hair in like over two years. Um, but you know, no that is no fault, no fault of his. <laughs> Oh, no fault of his. Yeah, we'll keep it behind the wrap. We'll keep what it. happened? Yeah, yeah, we'll keep it. Um, <laughs> going to back to the barber story with Kansas City, that guy had a negative test for four days in a row leading up until that point when he started cutting people's hair. I think he's cut like ten or ten people's hair already. I think, mm -hmm. and then mid haircut, some guy had to. I don't know what he had to do. What, what's that one NFL player that had the terrible haircut this year? Uh, Will Compton from Barstool yeah. Sports. Wait, well, yeah, yeah. And they were saying yeah. there was like memes on Twitter of him like, oh, man, this guy just had half a haircut. Like, what he do? actually plays on the Titans and also works for Barstool Sports. So he's, yeah. he's like a double dipper. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, that barber, he, he lost out in the big payday right there. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes gave him a nice Super Bowl tip and – now he won't be he'll be watching the game on Sunday and be like man they stole my client they cheated on me with the barber <laughs> but Stephen A. Smith actually got in some hot water today because he was talking about how important it people were like why are they even getting haircuts the week of the Super Bowl anyway why are you taking that risk Stephen A. Smith said hold on a minute do you know how important it is to look fresh to get that fade the week before the biggest game the highest ratings of the year of any television program on a scale from one to ten, how important do you think that Super Bowl haircut is? Well, um, honestly, the Super Bowl haircut is super important. Um, you know, for a lot of people, a lot of players, especially in the NFL, um, where your career ex expectancy isn't too long. So maybe uh, there are a few players that this might be their only Super Bowl. You know, they might not spend their entire career on a winning team. So the fact that, um, let's say they have a big play here or they do something big in the game, they're going to be um, shown in video forever. So having a haircut is huge. Um, now, in terms of on the field, does it really matter? No, they're wearing helmets. But if you're talking about off the field, you're talking about what they do on the sidelines, you're talking about post-game interviews, uh, pre-game interviews, having a good haircut is not only needed, but it's necessary, especially in the biggest game of the year. Yeah, you and gotta you gotta agree with Stephen A here. I mean, this is a nine to a ten rating here. I mean, the the barber had all the protocols. Like the team did everything right until it just somehow had a positive test. Like you can't blame them. They did everything in their power to have these guys. I mean, they did one barber for the entire team. Like that's a ridiculous. That guy's like arms must have been falling off. Like if if he had to do it all day. Like I don't blame them for at all for wanting to do that. I would 
be in that line to get a fresh haircut because, you know, like Pablo said, when you're doing interviews and, you know, the helmet's off, like you want to look good because you're going to be looking back at this at the end of your career. You want to at least look your best. So I, I got to agree with him. Andrew, let me catch you up to speed here. Of course, you heard about the Kansas City Chiefs barber that caught COVID mid-haircut or something. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about Stephen A. Smith said it's very important to have a nice haircut for the Super Bowl. So if we were rating on a scale from 1 to 10, how important that Super Bowl haircut is? Well, if you're in the Super Bowl, that's one of the, that's the most watched tele, like sports televised event of all time. So on a scale of one to 10, seven, because you do want to look fresh. You want to be confident in how you look. Confidence off the field translates to confidence on the field. But at the end of the day, like if you have a bum ass haircut for the Super Bowl, like you'll live. You see hockey players growing out their beards and their hair and the, the no, no cutting your hair or shaving the playoff also, beard. But they have no teeth. So does it really matter what the hair looks like? No, I'm just saying, like at the end of the day, like if you're someone, Someone who you're confident you need the confidence of a nice haircut to perform better on the field, then that's on you. I don't blame them for trying to get a haircut. I think that should have been allowed. So I have no problem with that. It just didn't work out because the barber got COVID. But I could see both sides of it. Well, as a collective whole, when you compare the NHL and the NBA or uh, the NFL, um, the NFL is definitely a more handsome league than the NHL. I don't think anyone's disputing that. And haircuts are important, man. Now the roster size is bigger, more, more, more choices there, but let's, <laughs> I'm not going to dispute the handsomeness of the, of the leagues, but I'm going to say that if you look at Patrick Mahomes life as a whole, probably his top three most important haircuts of his life, his wedding day, probably number three, number two, probably his national signing day. That was probably up there when he had to make his, his uh, impression on the college football world, but this is the number one, number one most important haircut of his life. I'm going to say, because these videos, they will be played over and over and over at his hall of fame package on ESPN for the next 25, 30 years. You look at the videos of Tom Brady back when he won his first Super Bowl. You saw how his haircuts changed since then. You know that he knows that these videos live in infamy forever. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he did it in the State Farm commercial. He's got to call up Jake from State Farm because he's got to get a barber in there to give him his signature haircut because this haircut lives on. It lives beyond you. This stays forever. That's my thoughts on it. So I agree with Stephen A there on that one. Let's talk about some Super Bowl prop bets before we get into the big game that that you uh, technically can't call it the Super Bowl. Did you know that legally, like FanDuel cannot call it the Super Bowl? That's why they have those terrible commercials about the big game. The big game. Uh, but let's let's talk those prop bets. Last year, we had inside information that it turned out to be wrong about the Gatorade color. Now, I don't have any inside information, but does anybody know anything that I don't know? I mean, the only thing is – what if there's no Gatorade? What if it's like, what do you say, clear? There's only water there. Uh, what if there's no Gatorade bath? because of COVID and everything. Have we seen a Gatorade bath in 2020? I think there'll be a Gatorade bath. Uh, There's going to be a Gatorade yeah. bath at the Super yeah. Bowl. Well, when yeah, you but... look at my – I mean, last two years I've had the – not insider info, but I've had some, hey, you should probably bet on this color. I'm one for one. This year I don't have one, and that might be okay. You know, maybe, you know, last year I learned my lesson, and, and I'm not going to go with it. You know, I thought last year I think we – we said red, right? It wasn't last red. year. It was you trusted a mutual friend of a cousin in a group chat of like 60 fraternity guys. Last year, that the inauguration source was orange, and we pushed oh, wow. that. We pushed that color out to everybody. Yeah, and we got we got a shit for that. Well, the year before we were right. Well, not that we had the show well, going. The year on. before it was purple. Yeah, but we said it yeah. was orange. Yeah, no, yeah, last yeah. year. No, last year I thought we said it was purple. And then oh we yeah, no, yeah, it was the other way around. Mixed up. Yeah, I remember like, everyone pushing purple, like purple. Yes, and it was it was so it was Lock. so many people bet purple that it was like literally zero dollars. <laughs> you, it was like minus one fifty was the odds for purple. Yeah. It was that bad. Yeah. But, well, this year I'm gonna predict that it's going to be red. We haven't seen red at Super Bowl. We haven't seen red in a, like eight or nine last Super Bowls have not been dumped red. Red is a very common Gatorade color, and you have two teams that are red. You know, you had orange last year, I guess, kind of similar. But I think red is the pick this year. 
I don't know the odds on it. I wouldn't throw a lot of money on it, but hey, if you want to bet something, I would go with red as your Gatorade color. Hmm. If if I were to make one big bet this weekend, I I'd, I'd bet that it's going to be blue, and I'll tell you why. Um, it's not going to be red. That's too obvious. Both teams are red. Um, you know they're playing in a red state in Florida. Um, I do think that it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be blue. I really do. I really do. Oh man, the red state. I'm gonna go with yellow just to be different because I just. This is the most unpredictable thing of the whole weekend, honestly, is this Gatorade color. Last year, I th- think I threw like 100 bucks on purple. I thought <laughs> our information was good, and it was not good. I thought that was an easy easy 200 I was going to make. And it when I saw orange, I was happy the Chiefs won, and I was disappointed because I was expecting purple to come out of that Gatorade cooler. Let's talk about the halftime show next because the weekend, and it's honestly – the halftime show I'm most excited for probably since I've started watching the Super Bowl. I mean, I was excited for the Bruno Mars red hot chili peppers one, but you know, the weekend, that's a different animal. I think this is going to be an amazing halftime show. He put $7 million of his own money into the show to make it that good. Now a couple prop bets here for this one. Let's start with the first one. I've seen a lot. Will the duo Daft Punk make an appearance? Um, yes, not only will Daft Punk make an appearance, but you also have to give it to um, Gasoffelstein. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, these three, you know, may not. <laughs> these three have have put together many hits in the past. And I think, you know, the weekend, um, obviously, he's a very known name. Um, he knows his way around. He's putting in his own money. And you best believe this is going to be the biggest um, showing of his entire career. Um but what I'm more curious to see is after the Super Bowl, is he gonna still gonna have that stupid look? Um, it's stupid. Uh, is it real? Is it fake? That plastic surgery look? You know, we really don't know. Um, but that's what I'm interested to see. Wait, I have a quick question, and this might be a dumb question. However, we saw with remember it was the uh, Christmas game, I think, right? At or the Thanksgiving game, right? With the Cowboys and Kane Brown came out and that was pre-recorded. This is like a live halftime show, right? Yeah. 25,000 fans, man. It's the biggest okay. concert of the year. Uh, I just wanted to make sure about that. So Imagine you were recorded, bro. Come yeah, on. I know. I didn't want that pre-recorded crap. I know it was Kane Brown, but I mean, yeah, that was just terrible how that was pre-recorded. But with this halftime show, you know someone else is going to be appearing. Whoever that may be, it's going to be one of those people that Pablo just said, or maybe Bolt. You know, you never know. Um, but with that much money that the weekend's invested in, this is the biggest concert of the year, biggest moment of the year. You know that there's going to be multiple people on that stage. Let's go with a week, the weekend mentioning somebody. So we all know we had the election this year. One of the prop bets on here. So we have – of course, the two presidential candidates. First, the weekend mentions Donald Trump. Yes, is at plus 750. And the weekend mentions Joe Biden. Yes, is also at plus 750. So do you think throughout his performance, maybe as an aside, maybe as an F this guy, does the weekend mention one of these two men? It doesn't even make sense. I mean, you're, you're, talk, you're talking about uh, the weekend you're talking about Abel you're not talking about uh, you know Kanye West so this is something where uh, it really is out of character for him to even mention a presidential candidate yeah I'm gonna go with the hard no on that one um, I'd be very shocked if that was um, mentioned uh, especially during a halftime show so I'm gonna stay with a hard no on that one during the whole event during the whole like Super Bowl, maybe. Um, I don't think during the halftime show either. Big money to be made if he does mention one of them. I don't think he will either, but you never know in today's political climate. And finally, let's get the odds on the the first song that The weekend will sing. I, I think you guys, I don't know how big weekend fans you guys are, but I'm going to trust you guys to at least know a couple of his songs. What do you think the first song by the weekend will be? What song is he going to come out to? And I'll tell you the odds on this one. Well, I'm guessing Blinding Lights is the odds on favorite. Odds on favorite plus 180 for Blinding Lights. That's it? Yeah. yeah. That would be a minus. I'm top three. Some, some I, wait, wait. I got one for you before you say your top three. Um, you go with Blinding Lights. Look, it makes sense. It's the biggest scene. Your lights are going to be blinded by um, 
situation by the big stage. That makes sense. I'm going to go with a song that was in Madden several years ago. I'm going to go with Can't Feel My Face. That's I was a about song, to say that. Damn. That's a song where, you know, it could be very symbolic. Um, you know, these, these players might be so uh, hyped up on momentum. They might not be able to um, understand. They might not be able to feel what's going on right now because they're so excited from the adrenaline. Um, also, you know, um, they're hitting each other. Maybe they won't be able to feel their face. So that's something where that's going to be my song. And that's my pick. Damn, you, you, you stole the words out of my mouth, man. I was going to go with that, too. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, Can't Feel My Face is at plus 300. I'm going to go with the second favorite here, and it's Save Your Tears. It's at plus 200. I think that will be the one the weekend comes out to. That music video is fantastic. It's the most recent one he came out with. I don't think he starts with Blinding Lights, but it's one of those two, I believe. So we'll see what happens with that. I know I can't wait. If you've seen any of his other performances, like at the VMAs, just phenomenal guy may be the best live performer right now in the world. So this halftime show, this halftime show is going to be different. It's going to be phenomenal. Let's go to the game here. Let's talk chiefs Buccaneers game that I don't think many people expected, but I did predict it earlier in August. Won me some money on FanDuel there. So what matchup do you think will decide the Super Bowl? Which position group versus position group here? I'll start off. I'll say playoff Lenny versus the Chiefs run defense. So Leonard Fournette dragged his name through the mud and got cut from uh, Jacksonville earlier in the year, got picked up by Tampa Bay. It was kind of a weird fit. He's probably a worse running back than Ronald Jones, but ever since Ronald Jones went down with like a few different COVID slash broken finger, um, Fournette has stepped up for the Bucs and he's been a pretty stable force on the ground for the Bucs their whole playoff run and if you're going to beat Kansas City if, and you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes you have to be able to run the ball the way they're going to win this game is vintage playoff Lenny like you've seen the past couple of weeks and their defense playing like they did against uh, Green Bay like they did against New Orleans um, we'll get into our picks for the games later but if the Bucs want to win they have to get Lenny rolling I'm going to go with um Either it would either be the Travis Kelsey versus Levante David or um, Devin White matchup or Tyreek Hill versus one of their two corners, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting or, or uh, Carlton Davis. You have if you want to beat the Chiefs, obviously their first matchup, Tyreek Hill went off for 265, 70 yards and three touchdowns and destroyed me in fantasy when I needed a win so badly. Tyreek Hill put up think 80 or something ridiculous anyway Travis Kelsey has been the guy during the playoffs I think he's caught a touchdown in every game so far he he had the most yards this year for any uh receiver he was a tight end he led the league this whole postseason he's been putting up those hundred numbers you know he's going to be you know if depending on the play type like we saw last game in the AFC championship game where he comes out right uh right in front of uh Mahomes Mahomes kind of shovels it and he gets a touchdown you have to stop Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So those two battles with those two players, if you could stop both of them and make someone else beat you, the Bucks are in a very good position. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go um, and at this question in a different way. I'm going to say the duo of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski against the defense of the Kansas city chiefs. Um, now look, these two guys, they've obviously been in the big stage before they know what it is to win. And they're both obviously in their first year of being on a new team. So I think it's going to be very, very, um, very unique to see what they do being as if, you know, they have done this before and you know what they have done this before. And so have the chiefs, the chiefs were here last year. They know what it is to win. I mean, most of the roster, obviously the whole roster isn't the same, but they're going to be hungry. And I want to see if the veteran presence is going to be too much for the chiefs to overcome. This is where I think the game is going to be won here. And it's going to matter if Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett can get past the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line and disrupt Patrick Mahomes because you know Patrick Mahomes is going to get his. It's just a matter of how much they can keep him off his game. If you saw the game, the NFC Championship game, Tom Brady had a fantastic first half, but he's not the reason they won that game, not even close. The reason they won that game is because Aaron Rodgers couldn't score after Tom Brady threw three interceptions. Tom Brady, three turnovers in the second half. Looked 
atrocious. It might be the worst I've ever seen Tom Brady. Definitely the worst I've seen Tom Brady this year. And Aaron Rodgers got six points off of those turnovers because Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul made Aaron Rodgers' life a living hell in that backfield. Now, can Mike Remmers, former New York Giants left uh, right tackle, Mike Remmers, former Minnesota Vikings right tackle as well, Dan. We know he has not been great, but for the Chiefs, he's actually looked pretty decent. Some of that's definitely coaching. The Kansas City Chiefs offensive line this week with the injury of Eric Fisher is full of seventh round picks and undrafted players. Now, that, some of that's a credit to the GM, but at the end of the day, at a long end of a long season, talent is what wins you these games. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to get his. You know he's going to get some, but it's a matter of how much he gets. Can Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett and Vita V and these mm-hmm. this scary Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line and Damakong Su? I can't, he's, how am I leaving yeah. out Damakong Su? That's how good that defensive line is. Can they do enough to keep Patrick Mahomes off his game? That's what's going to win the Buccaneers the Super Bowl if they do win the game. Yeah, Vita V was causing Aaron Rodgers all sorts of problems last game. You knew, like you said, Aaron Rodgers could not have any answer to that defensive line. And the Packers offensive line this whole year has been one of the best groups of offensive linemen in the whole league. I mean, they have been putting on great performances. And as you saw in that second half, that's what won Tampa Bay the game. And yeah, I have to agree with you on that position. That's going to be a great matchup as well. Here's something that really interests me that I want to ask you guys if it interests you in the same way. So we're all expecting this offensive shootout game where Mahomes, Brady, the Buccaneers, and their elite receivers against Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league right now. But the weather report in Tampa Bay right now, not too promising for that offensive shootout. During the day, supposed to be thunderstorms, cold, depressing day. And then at night, supposed to be wet, humid, maybe some more thunderstorms, windy. So do you guys think that these, that this weather report, we all know how fickle the weather report can be, but if it holds true, if we get this ugly rainy game, like we got with the Colts and bears way back in 2006, do you think this will affect the game for the offenses? And we'll see more running the ball, more ground and pound. And who does that favor? Well, um, absolutely. And to me, I think that personally favors this is tough. I think that personally favors um, the Chiefs. Just offensively, this team is just an absolute juggernaut, uh, whether it be uh, Tyreek Hill on the sidelines or whether that be um, Le'Veon Bell up the middle running the ball. This team, they can do it all. And um, you know what? Patrick Mahomes, he's not hes not that slow either. He can definitely get around. So to me, that's something that definitely works in the Chiefs' favor. Um, on paper, it, that would be a huge advantage for the Buccaneers because – the Buccaneers have arguably the best run defense in football and the Chiefs have one of the worst run offenses in football. They can't run the ball with, with Clyde. They can't run it with Le'Veon Bell. They have no consistent running game and they've been fine without a running game. So if it's sloppy and they really can't throw the ball, then that's a huge advantage for the Buccaneers because they've been able to prove that they can run the ball in the playoffs. They've proven that the tandem of Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette can run the ball and they can win that way with their defense and running the ball. But my thing is, um, no matter how bad the weather is, unless it's unseen like we've ever seen in a Super Bowl where it's literally a monsoon, I don't see the weather having any effect on the Kansas City passing game because I've yet to see Patrick Mahomes really hampered by any weather conditions. I don't care if it's raining, if it's, if it's snowing, if it's a monsoon or blizzard. I haven't seen any of that really affect Patrick Mahomes to the point where they can't really run their offense how they usually do. What's the over-under for this game? It's like 55 or something, 56. Uh, that, that will probably be close, but I don't think the weather is going to take that much of a factor into it. I mean, like Andrew said, Patrick Mahomes, like you look at his debut game when it was week 17 or whatever, when he made his debut in Denver, it was freezing cold, windy, and the guy went out and had a great performance. Like he is not going to be threatened by a little bit of wind or and some rain. It's Patrick Mahomes, for God's sake, and this Kansas City offense and Andy Reid, it's going to get going. I, I don't think the weather's going to have that big of a deal. Maybe we see, you know, a, a 28 27 type game, you know, and, and make that over under real sweaty for a lot of people. So, you know, I, I don't think the weather is going to be that big of a factor. Yeah. I like what you mentioned there, Andrew, about how Patrick Mahomes has played in basically every type of weather this season. Chiefs lost only one game this year. I'm not counting that last game because it was all the backups and Chad Henney and whatever. You look at the Chiefs' schedule this year, they played in all types of weather. They played in the snow, 
and they beat the Denver Broncos bad. They played in the rain. They beat the Buffalo Bills bad. And then I really, and but the Buccaneers, I do think it's going to give them an advantage because they're used to this weather. It's literally a home Super Bowl. I think people are discounting how much that means. And it, in a year like this, too, because Kansas City's flying in. They may fly in Saturday night and leave right after the Super Bowl. That's how quickly they're doing it this year. It's not that have some fun in Tampa Bay, go party at the clubs and stuff. It's not going to be like that this year. It's going to be different. So I think Tampa Bay has a slight advantage here. But it's it's slight because it's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still the Chiefs offense. And they're still going to get theirs no matter what. So I'm going to leave it at that. I think we can make our picks now because I have one more thing before we close the show. I think we should do a little draft. I know we're famous for our drafts on Super Bowl food. I think that'd be a good, a good way to close the show this for this episode. But before we do that, let's, we have to make our picks for the game. So with the Super Bowl, I mean, it's going to be a very close game. Uh, I don't think this is a blowout Super Bowl. I don't think this is a Patriots Rams Super Bowl. It's going to be a very, very good game, and it possibly could be whoever has the ball last. If it's Mahomes or Brady, they're winning on the final drive because obviously both of them are so good. And it's going to be very interesting to see if we have like something like last year where Patrick Mahomes is down 10 points or more in that third or fourth quarter or if Brady's down 10 points or more in that third or fourth quarter, which quarterback would be the one to try and make that comeback. This is going to be an extremely close game, like I've already said, but I think the edge – I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. It's a Tampa Bay Super Bowl. I think that has a lot of weight on it. I, 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 like Steve was kind of mentioning before, not many people are talking about that. This is a home Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes in the terms of legacy. We're going to be talking about with Patrick Mahomes in 15 years when his career is over, this Super Bowl about him versus the arguable other GOAT in Tom Brady. If he loses to Tom Brady, it's going to be – a lot that Mahomes has to overcome in his NFL career to actually get to the point of where Brady is. I'm going to give the edge to the 43-year-old Tom Brady here. I really cannot bet against him in a Super Bowl. I know Mahomes is the real deal. I know he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but the year, uh, his career is over. But this is Tom Brady's year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against the Patriots' way. And doing his own thing against Bill Belichick. Tom Brady has a lot to prove. This is the biggest game of all. Like, I guess it's his life. I mean, every next Super Bowl is the biggest game of your life. But give me Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to win this game. Very close. Very close Super Bowl. You guys make a lot of good points to why it favors the Buccaneers as they're the home team in the Super Bowl. It's never happened. So no one really knows how much that's going to affect the Super Bowl. Um, not having a full crowd um, is going to hurt what that means a little bit, but there's still 25,000 fans and compared to what these teams have been playing in these situations this whole year, that's like three times as much as like any of them have been used to it. So it's going to be a lot louder than they've, they've dealt with in years. Um, but I don't think that's plays too much of a factor where it's going to swing uh, the game either way. Um, I don't think the weather is that big of a factor either. I don't think it should be any like monsoon 40 mile an hour winds or anything. So I do think, neither of these offenses will really be hampered by any, any rain or any wind. Um, I'm going to give the edge to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't think it's particularly close on paper. The only thing stopping me from saying a blowout in Kansas City's favor is the fact that they're really beat up on the offensive line. Uh, no Eric Fisher is a huge, arguably besides Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, that's the biggest blow they could have had to their team. Um, with, with Shaq Barrett and JPP playing out of their minds like they have been this whole playoff run for the Bucks, that's a really big problem. But if there's any coach who can scheme around a bad left tackle, any quarterback that can play without a good left tackle, it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So I have the utmost confidence that no matter what offensive line they trot out there, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll throw up 30 points easy. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he can play in any weather. He can win without – a run game. So the Chiefs have gone this far this whole season and have looked amazing without a run game. And Kansas City's biggest strength is stopping the run. They stopped the run in this whole playoffs. No one's run crazy in the Buccaneers. Um, the Buccaneers defense has been playing great and Murphy Bunning with three interceptions. Uh, I think that kind of run of their secondary is going to end against the Chiefs because they haven't faced an offense like the Chiefs when they face the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers in the, in the playoffs is not the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so you saw what Mahomes did to them last year, or last time they played. 
I don't think this Tampa Bay defense is as good as they have been playing the last couple of weeks. So I do think they take a little bit step back and have them playing and the chiefs just, they move the ball all night. I think they'll, they'll win pretty handily. Um, to me, in my opinion, this might be the most, uh, you know, flip of a coin game for a Super Bowl game that we've seen in many, many years, you know, um, the biggest one that I can remember. Um, but we are looking at legacy. We're looking at Patrick Mahomes. Can he do it again? Is he going to be, we already know he's the, he's the next face of the National Football League, but is he going to be the guy where you're like, you know what? I trust this guy in the big game. This dude's going to be a person I can rely on. He's going to be here every single year, and he's going to uh, play to the best of his ability every single time he's at the big stage. And then we got to have a guy like Tom Brady, who's done it, you know, year after year after year. I mean, this guy, every single year, we just keep doubting him, and he's always back. He's always here. We know we never expect Tom Brady to be in the position that he's in, but somehow he just doesn't. He's like a cockroach that just won't go away. He won't die. Um, but to me here, man, I'm really torn. Uh, I'm just going to have to agree with Dan here. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I do think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be a very back-and-forth game. But Tom Brady, he's like I said, he's been there, done that, and he can never, ever bet against Tom Brady. And um, this is going to be a very fun and exciting game. And um, expect this game um, to go the distance, possibly, possibly going to overtime. When was the last time we saw that in a Super Bowl game? Last time we saw that, Tom Brady was the Super Bowl champion. Let me tell you something about this game. I got a couple points I want to make here. Three, uh, About 13 years ago to the day yesterday, if you're watching this on Friday, so it would be two days ago, Steve Spagnolo drew up the perfect game plan, arguably the best defensive game plan in Super Bowl history. Not one coverage repeated all game. Confused the best offense of all time, arguably 16-0 in the regular season, 18-0 leading into the game. The New York Giants defeated the New England Patriots. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not the New England Patriots. Tom Brady's not the same quarterback he was, although, although he may be better looking back on it now. But Tom Brady, Steve Spagnuolo, he does have his number there. That's the first points we're going to make. Andrew, you brought up the crowd size and no team dealing with the crowd size. There's no team better equipped to deal with that many people in the crowd than the Kansas City Chiefs. They actually had 22% of their attendance in all year. So I think the Chiefs are used to these people in the crowd, although not all of them will be cheering for them right now. I think that it's going to play to their advantage a little bit when you look at this home Super Bowl advantage that we've mentioned. But that is all nonsense. But let's move up to this point right here because Patrick Mahomes, if it was not for a D Ford offsides, would be the greatest playoff quarterback right now in NFL history. He would never have lost a game. He could be undefeated. They, he would be undefeated, two-time Super Bowl champion, about to be a three-time Super Bowl champion. We would be talking about an unprecedented run of dominance in the NFL. 14-1 and one as a starter this year. Last year, Super Bowl run for the ages, down two scores or more in every single game, and he comes back and wins every single one of them. This is a guy you could never count out never not in his entire career even his losses i don't think he's ever been blown out he hasn't lost by more than two scores since at texas tech now that is just insanity all those stats mean nothing though when it comes to the super bowl but pablo tell me who's the only quarterback to ever beat patrick mahomes in the playoffs this is an easy one it's a softball right here um the obvious dude tom brady Tom Brady, guess what? Patrick Mahomes is going to even up the score this year. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. People have compared it to John Cena versus The Rock at WrestleMania 28. Let me tell you why that's wrong. Because The Rock won the first matchup between John Cena and The Rock. This is John Cena and The Rock, WrestleMania 29, the next year. The once-in-a-lifetime match, twice in a lifetime. We never thought we'd see this again, and we are in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady. He's the rock. He's going out with a loss because Patrick Mahomes, he's going to hit the rock bottom. He's going to hit the attitude adjustment. We're going to get Patrick Mahomes back-to-back, Super Bowl MVP back-to-back. The Kansas City Chiefs are winning this Super Bowl. I'm honestly shocked you guys picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I really think that this is going to be an easy game for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Maybe close. 
exactly, that's exactly what we were talking about. You know, uh, Tom Brady's always counted out. Look, I don't even expect Tom Brady to win, but I know if I, if, if <laughs> how if many I, Super Bowls has Tom Brady been, been an underdog in? I think one, and it's this one, one. maybe his first <laughs> I one, think maybe it's this one. Yeah, but oh yeah, not, maybe the first I'm one. I'm not talking about you know just in the Super Who Bowl. Who counts them out? In in general, we always counted out the Patriots. We always, oh yeah, they're gonna lose this week. They never lose. So the it's always it always comes down to Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a guy who like oh yeah, this guy's washed. He's 40 years old. He's almost damn near 50, but he still produces in the big game. So Pablo, you are like Michael Jordan in the last dance documentary because you just create motivation of thin air for teams. I don't know if anybody ever counted out the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl or any other game when they had Tom Brady, but I digress. So our Super Bowl picks kind of surprise here. We ride two to two here, Dan, you can't feel too confident with Pablo on your side. Well, honestly, I think Pablo's been a little hot lately, so <laughs> I will ride the Pablo wave to a Super Bowl win. The point here is Tom Brady has his best offense he's ever had. I know Randy Moss, when he was on the Patriots. Best offense he's ever had. They're not even the best offense Listen, in football. How can they be no, the best? No, 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 no. Listen, offensive weapons, he has never had the It doesn't matter. Him. The, uh, the whole offense, the best receivers maybe. Yes, the receivers, his offensive line has actually improved and played pretty damn well. You have Rojo coming back. He should be healthy with the tandem of uh, Fournette. It's going to be a very hard offense to stop. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball. I mean, their linebacking core is probably the best in the NFL. The defensive line has played out of their mind in the playoffs. And then you have Antoine Winfield coming back with that secondary who's been the hottest they've ever been. If you're going to pick the Buccaneers to win a Super Bowl, this is the time. I don't think – I know next year everyone says Tom Brady's already looking in his interviews. He's already looking towards next year how to be better. This is their time. If they're going to win a Super Bowl, it's going to be this year. I know it's Patrick Mahomes. I know it's the Chiefs. I know it's a juggernaut. And, and your point before, you don't know if they beat the Rams. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But They beat the Rams. Come I on. Mean, hey, the Rams, know. The the game Rams never scored three happens. points. <laughs> we don't know. The game never happened. So. They scored three points we in the Super Bowl. You can't technically say that, but I know. I don't probably... one Fugazi loss in his whole career. Yes, <laughs> but uh, that was a great game, obviously. Uh, Mahomes, I don't – the guy's human, right? He's human. We think he's human. Maybe – you know what? Bold prediction – Kansas City down uh, three, final drive, Patrick Mahomes pick, game over. Yeah, the guy threw like four interceptions all year. J- think JPP here. interception. JPP one-handed interception. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll accept that if that's what happens. INT. That's my bold prediction for the game. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes was up seven, went to the bench in the AFC Championship game two years ago, and never saw the ball again, and then his season ended. First off, the overtime rules need to be changed for the playoffs. But besides that, this guy could be having the greatest playoff career of all time above Tom Brady if he won that game. He's going to rewrite history this week. He's going to win the Super Bowl. Back-to-back, he's going to beat Tom Brady, get that monkey off his back. He's going to win his second big game. Last question question, before we move on. Who do you think has the better roster? Roster? Uh, Yeah. I would have outside to say of, outside of quarterback, probably the Buccaneers, but with Patrick Mahomes, that tilts the scale chiefs. Okay. I mean, if you look at the best five players on paper, they're the better team as of they stand. Yeah. I would say that the Buccaneers, when you look at depth wise, they're a better team. Obviously, if you're looking at the best five players in the Super Bowl, three, three are chiefs, you know, well, you also have to factor in coaching and, and chemistry and how long they've been playing together. Yeah, of course, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes has that great connection. But what Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich has done with Tom Brady has been nothing short of remarkable. They've This playoff run, you know, people said, oh, maybe Tom Brady will go to the Super Bowl. But you look at their playoff run, it was a pretty damn tough playoff run, especially with the last two games against the Saints and against the Packers. Definitely against the Packers, which shocked a lot of people. They have a great roster is what I'm trying to say. I think they have a deeper roster than Kansas City, and that will that will show. I'll tell you what, I have all the respect in the world for Bruce Arians' coaching staff, but he does that coaching staff does not hold a candle to the Chiefs' coaching staff. Their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, and special teams coach, along with Patrick Mahomes, I, I just don't know. It's just it maybe unbeatable. It's like that freaking good. It's unreal. It's unbelievable. Yeah, until Kelsey retires. Why would he retire in, when they keep winning years. rings? 
that that team. I don't I don't know how you beat that team. Honestly, I I, w- I would be ashamed to be in the AFC right now because you can get to the Super Bowl at least in the NFC. I don't know what team goes and beats the Chiefs in the next in the immediate future. Honestly, Here, I'll, I'll answer your question. Just watch the Super Bowl game on Sunday. <sighs> okay. All right, let's let's move on here to our final segment. It's our famous draft segment. We have the Super Bowl party draft. So we're gonna go three rounds. Uh, let's let's go three rounds. You can choose from appetizers, entrees, or drinks. Doesn't matter which order, but you can pick any three of those: three appetizers, three drinks, mix of all three. Figure it out, uh, Dan. You actually did the worst in our championship game picks. So you could pick the Bills and the Packers, oh, man. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I'm an idiot. I should have known this was Mahomes <laughs> Brady. I mean, it was the most obvious two teams to pick, and I completely ignored that. So I deserve yeah. it. I so deserve you get it. the last pick there. I deserve uh, that. Andrew, me and you tied. I'm going to go ahead of you, though, because I picked Buccaneers Chiefs in the preseason. So I'm going to get that tiebreaker there. <laughs> And Pablo, you you beat the Pablo curse. You get the first overall pick of the Super Bowl (laughs) party draft. So you're knocking on the door. Who is it? I open it up. Pablo Hernandez, what are you bringing to my house? First Uh, pick of the draft. I'm bringing a nice cheese pizza. Um, I'm going to say, you know, maybe half cheese, half buffalo chicken, because I just love buffalo chicken. Or it can be half cheese, half pepperoni. Or you know what? I'll bring three different boxes. I'll bring one cheese, one pepperoni, one buffalo chicken. Um, and to me, that's that's a pretty darn good Super Bowl meal. Got the pizza man here. I thought you would go with this, but when I think of the Super Bowl, I may be partial to them, but I'm always thinking about those wings. I want the wings on Super Bowl Sunday. That's my favorite entree. I'm always grabbing for the wings on the Super Bowl. I just think that wings and football, they just go together hand in hand there. So I'm bringing the wings to the Super Bowl party this year. Andrew, you're on the clock. With the third pick in the draft, give me – Mama, Mama Zomac, Mama Zonac Gavrin's buffalo chicken dip. So some good buffalo chicken dip on Super Bowl Sunday in a smelly basement. You can't top it. I actually agree. That chicken dip was pretty good last year. <laughs> Steve, you are leaving out one more component of the pizza football combo, and that is beer. You need beer for the Super Bowl. What kind of beer? I mean, it, we don't we don't have to get too specific. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna oust myself for being a Bud Light lover on this show, you know. So I won't say that, but you do need the beer, whether it's IPAs, whether it's light beer. You need beer for the Super Bowl. That's one of the most important components. Pablo took the best pick, I think, with pizza. The Sunday pie, the Sunday Super Bowl pie, is a great choice. I'm going to have to go with something more of an appetizer. Everyone needs chips. You, you need chips, a bowl of chips. You need Maybe the chips for the dip. For the you do need the chips for the dip. You need, you need the chips are just the easiest thing. You get a bag, throw it in a ball, bang. Everyone puts their dirty ass fingers in that, that ball and, and you just scavenge away. So beer and chips are my two picks. You'd be hungry if you're only bringing beer and chips. <laughs> All right. I'm up, right? Yeah. How many rounds are you doing? Three rounds? Yeah, we'll do three. Okay. For my second round pick, give me pigs in a blanket. Um, underrated. Not, one. not everyone's favorite. Pigs in a blanket. Um, not the best appetizer, but for the Super Bowl, I feel like it just fits. It just, it's the kind of appetizer snack that's kind of built little, little weenies and little croissants. Lizzie's in a blanket. Come on. No, I mean, pigs in the blanket. Like that. That's a good pick. I'm going to give him some credit for that pick. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with, I may be partial to it, you know, but I'm going to go with the subs. You need some subs, the Super Bowl. Nice box of subs, nice 10 foot long sub. Everybody can eat. I'm going with the subs here. So I'm going wings and subs. Pablo, you got two picks here. Oof, it's a lot of pressure. I'm going to have to go number one with the, with the, mm. With the brownies, man, I love brownies. There's nothing better than a nice um, brownie. Uh, I mean, you guys really <laughs> took the most exciting ones. Um, I'm going to have to go with brownies. And then for my next pick, I'm probably going to go with the little meatballs. I do love little meatballs, you know, with the little stick sticking out of it. And to me, they're just really? a ball of joy, no pun intended. So you have pizza, brownies, and little meatballs. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm, if I had it my way, I'd, I'd choose Doritos and subs too. But, you know, you guys took it. It chose Doritos. Yeah, meatballs, that definitely was not on my list there. 
I'm going to go with, you see, Dan kind of said chips, but I'm going to go with nachos here. Big difference between regular chips and nachos, I believe. So I'm going to allow that. So I'm going with nachos. I think you need some nachos when you're trying to appetize for the Super Bowl. So that's my pick there. You know, Dan made a good point by saying beer. Beer is a very common thing at every Super Bowl party. But, you know, sometimes it's halftime. It's cold. It's rainy. You run out of beer. You run out of drinks. So you got to go to the liquor store, pick something else up. You know, it might be past 10 o'clock and you might not be able to buy beer. So give me some some MD 2020 <laughs> wine as my third pick. You know, you're down bad. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. Listen, Oh, Everyone good. has a line they don't cross. I don't blame you if you don't cross that line, but Super Bowl Sunday, you got to do what you got to do. Isn't PFT like the biggest supporter of that brand? Is he? I don't know. I you could have you could have said anything else. <laughs> that is really the worst thing I've ever drank. I can't you get over how bad it was. <laughs> no, your your was draft ratings like just went down. That was, I just tanked my whole draft. You know, you could have just picked okay. purple Doritos and gotten a plus. At, at least from Durham, you could have got an A plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was the it was like orange flavor. It was there so were like three. There was like three or four of them, and one of them was half decent. The rest I wanted to throw up. It was an orange one, a blue one, and like a pink one. It was so gross. Oh, I'll never forget that. Um, third one. Um, ah, I mean, you got all like the entrees. I guess I I, I gotta go with the dessert. I mean, we got brownies already on the board. I'll give you one. I'll give you Your one. Your aunt's happy you, cake. You could take well, it. You could, you could, I mean, no, no, I was going to, I was going to get one. I, I was going to actually say cake, cheesecake, cake, whatever um, dessert you want. You got to throw something after the main meal. I think a so, cheesecake or a cake or a pie. The one, the like, one that comes with the eight different options. You got to pick one. Can't say cake pie. I'll, I'll just go with regular cake. All right. I'll, I'll go with regular cake. You need You could have just said baked ziti. Easy one or lasagna. Yeah. Uh, I'm not Penny a baked guy. You got a little crazy Super Bowl party here from Dan. Beer, chips, cake, skipping dinner, skipping oh, dinner on a diet. Well, <laughs> I would pick a dinner, but they were already sick. <laughs> oh, well, that's our Super Bowl party. We'll have to uh, tweet this out. Let us know who has the best looking party here. We definitely spread ourselves a little thin here because <laughs> some of these parties are missing some really important some big like Andrew's got all appetizers. <laughs> Pablo's got meatballs and brownies. So pizza. Yeah, but I, I have a dessert. I have an appetizer. I have a meal. So yes, good point. <laughs> That's <right>. all. <laughs> That's all we got for before the score Super Bowl special, our second annual Super Bowl special. Thanks for joining us here on Before the Score, episode 47. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Stay safe this weekend, and everybody have a good time. And watch the Chiefs win. Pablo curse. He cursed the Buccaneers. Chiefs, book it. Go Bucks. <laughs>